Welcome to the Infinite Living Project with me, your host, Dr. Ryan Cleland. From exercise, nutrition, functional and regenerative medicine, supplementation, testing, and so much more, we bring you all things health in a real, raw, no-nonsense approach to getting and staying healthy. So let's get started. Hey, everybody. This is Dr. Ryan Cleland for the Infinite Living Podcast, and we're going to jump right in today. Um, first off, you know, one of the biggest reasons that we're doing this podcast is to dispel myths and to just kind of break down and, and not make a, you know, I'm I'm not a kind of guy like once I learn something, I see the science, I read the research, you know, I just jump right in and if it works, it works. And so what I'm, the whole idea of this entire podcast is to get this information out to the public as much as possible. So that way, and just the regular public, not the guys that are out there trying to biohack and do all this, you know, um, enhancement of their bodies. I mean, these are a lot of these extremely cool therapies that are out there and just even basic things that, you know, maybe basic to some of us aren't basic to everybody because the information is just not super accessible. And how many people want to sit here and listen to an hour podcast about some guy who invented something and yada, yada, yada. So, you know, the goal of this podcast, guys, is and guys and gals, is to inform you, give you information so that you can continue to go out and look for yourself. Um, so today, one of the biggest things that I want to talk about are knees. I know we've talked about knees before and the exercise you can do to help prevent uh, knee degradation, but sometimes and a lot of times, a lot of us get knee pain from for whatever reason. You know, for instance, I tore my uh, MCL in college due to football, just football injury. And we see this a lot. We see people that are, you know, they're runners, this, that, and the other, they tweak their, you know, tweak their knee before they know it. their MC or not MCL, but their meniscus is, is, uh, frayed a little bit or torn a little bit. And, uh, the reason that this is near and dear to my heart is because this week, actually in our office, we have a, we had a young lady, um, in her seventies and eighties. I'm not sure exactly. I don't have her file right here, but it doesn't matter because ultimately, this gal, she came in, didn't want to have a knee replacement. We were sitting there talking to her. She brought her x-ray in. We looked at it, and it almost made me laugh that her orthopedist basically looked at her x-ray and said, okay, when do you want to get your knee replaced? That was his question to her. That's how he treated her. That's how he spoke to her. And when I looked at her x-ray, I've seen worse knees on people 30 years younger than her and would not even be a candidate for a knee replacement. And these type of things, I see them all the time. And it is ridiculous to me that, you know, that everybody just fits into this one thing. Yeah, sure. Knee replacements are, I'm sure they're getting more and more advanced, but there are risks involved with everything. And anytime you change the biomechanic structure of the human body, you are ultimately changing everything. So when you put a new knee in, and sometimes a new knee may be absolutely necessary, but many times it is not, especially with all the regenerative medicine and things that are out there nowadays. It is astronomically different than what it was five years ago in healthcare, and it's going to be better and better every day because there are doctors out there every day researching and doing these procedures and doing regenerative medicine procedures that are changing people's lives left, right, and center. Now, this is near and dear to my heart, obviously, because I run a regenerative medicine clinic, and, you know, it's just... a it doesn't make sense to me that these folks are wanting to, you know, and these folks, I mean, 
medical professionals or orthopedists or whomever's out there, they, that their first line of defense is knee replacement. I have seen other medical professionals that are the same, you know, education, if not better, probably, you know, in my experience, the more educated and the more intelligent these guys are, the more open their minds become. And so they actually have, you know, a more susceptibility to actually looking outside the norm. But, uh, you know, regenerative medicine is there. So what do I mean when I'm talking about regenerative medicine? So there's multiple levels of regenerative medicine. You have regenerative therapies, you have therapeutic therapies, you have different things. And what's the difference? Regenerative therapies are things that are going to regrow tissue potentially. Not always, not 100%, but that is the goal of some of these regenerative therapies. You may hear of umbilical tissue allograft um, containing stem cells. Now, a lot of folks out there just call it stem cells, and but really what people are using now um, is this umbilical allograft tissue that contains a high number of stem cells per cc, per, per milliliter. And so the reason that we're using these is because these are what, what's called as zero-age cells, or they, they basically are, they come from what's called Wharton's jelly. It's basically a matrix within the umbilical and placenta, umbilical tissue and placenta, and it's this jelly, this connective tissue that has a high number of mesenchymal stem cells. Mesenchymal means body, and these are stem cells, and they can, they have the potential to create a regenerative, a regenerative effect within the body. And, you know, even when I got into this, you know, I'm thinking stem cells, they just, you put them into here and they turn into a knee cell or a cartilage cell. And that's not how it works. And we're not going to get into the science of it right now, but understand there are options for you in stem cell or these umbilical allograft uh, tissue uh, containing stem cells are huge and viable options. Even for when you get into phase two, phase three degenerative change within knees, spine, shoulders, necks, you name it. It's amazing what's being done right now. And again, the reason that this is be, this is near and dear to my heart today is because I saw a young lady that came in, had, I would say, between phase one, phase two degenerative change in her knee and her doctor's recommending, is recommending knee replacement. And as easy as it is to do the regenerative procedures nowadays, you know, and you're going to hear when, when you get out there and I, and I read about this stuff all the time and I get where people are, they're marketing and they're pushing and don't get me wrong. I've got my own, you know, incentives behind this as well, running a regenerative medicine clinic, but we're talking knee injections here. We're talking shoulder injections. And what I see are a lot of these, you know, these big clinics that, that do regenerative medicine and they do stuff that's maybe that I would say is kind of old school. That's, I mean, that's just the way that I look at it. It's old school. They, you know, they pull it from your, your PSIS, your iliac crest, and they, they get into your pelvis. They pull out those, the uh, quote unquote stem cells, but what really what they're doing is they're pulling out just a lot of different cells, hoping that a certain percentage of them are stem cells. And as we age, our stem cell count goes down. And also the viability of those stem cells goes down. And so what we have to understand, that's why I personally am not a huge fan of that. I've had it done. It wasn't super painful. It's not the pain part of it. It does take a long time. It is a bit invasive. It's quite invasive, really, if you think even in the, the most, now they can use one basic, one needle and pull it out and aspirate the bone marrow, 
which is great, way better than what I understand it was in the past, way less painful, great. But the bone marrow-derived stem cells, in my opinion, it's the old way of doing it. And I know there are guys out there and they're, fan, they're superstars and they're being, you know, they're being, uh, you know, they're being interviewed left, right, and center by these big neurofeedback or neurohacking animals out there. But, you know, why make it more difficult than it needs to be if it doesn't need to be that difficult? And so that's why I personally think the umbilical um, allograft that contains stem cells, that's why I think that's an easier, it's a pretty damn good option to say it simply. Again, you can pull it from fat and that's, that has with it its own things. I mean, again, there are guys out there and all these, I'm not saying all these, and you know, you'll go down on the internet and, and people aren't going to be like, oh, this is the best. And then they're, you know, the next guy, oh, this method's the best. And then the next guy, oh, their method's the best. But why would you, if you're, if you want to get a high number of stem cells and you want to be very reasonably cost and you also want to make sure that too that you're that you're not putting yourself in more risk than you need to to get ultimately the uh, the results you want you know why not do what works and keep it as minimally uh, invasive as possible to you and your body so you know and, and we'll talk about it because that's the thing you know on in my facebook page and all the things that i'm going to be out there marketing them with the clinic you know, we're going to be dispelling a lot of myths and, and untruths that a lot of physicians out there are talking about now because their way of life is getting, it's getting attacked for lack of a better term. It's getting attacked because you have these highly trained nurse practitioners that are doing procedures that they are very well trained to do, whether it's injecting a knee, injecting a shoulder, injecting this, that, or the other. I mean, you know, I've been around clinics and nurse practitioners where, you know, they could do a very good job of this, get it exactly where it needed to be. And they didn't have to go through, you know, and they had fantastic bedside manner and, you know, and they did a great job and they got the, they've, they got the substance, whether it be medication, whether it be whatever stem. And so why make it harder than it needs to be? Why make it more expensive than it needs to be? Why make it more invasive than it needs to be? And also too, why not give it a shot? No pun intended. Because ultimately, what what's the alternative? You get a knee replacement, you get a hip replacement, you get a shoulder replacement. And again, I'm not saying that that may not be the option for you. If your joint is just toast and you're stage four and it's locking up and you have extreme pain, you know, regenerative medicine may not be the answer for you. But you know, you're stage one, two, and I've even seen you know some pretty bad cases of stage three uh, see some pretty phenomenal results. And, you know, in my, my methodology, being a biomechanic type of guy, you know, always looking at biomechanics, asking, you know, one step back, okay, if we can heal that joint, if we can put something in that joint to help it heal. And ultimately, there's very little to no risk to this as long as it's done correctly. And you're going to get pretty high success. And we can figure out what caused this pain, what caused this breakdown, and we can help you fix that. Then we then you don't have to go in and get stem cells every month or every year potentially. You can do this maybe once over the next decade or once over the next five years. And yeah, it's not cheap and your insurance doesn't pay for it. 
But what does your insurance pay for ultimately that works and does a good job for you and creates health anyway? I've yet to find, you know, maybe a few chiropractic adjustments, maybe some physical therapy. Those are, I'd say, probably two of the ones. Anything on the medical side that, that insurance pays for, I don't want to say 100%, but very little percentage-wise actually restores health. It, You know, again, this is the whole allopathic model, right? We're treating the symptoms. And so when you go in for your knee pain and you go in and get an injection of steroid into your knee, understand what you're doing to that knee. You are breaking that tissue down. You are setting that knee up for absolute failure because you are robbing it one of its healing capabilities for up to six weeks. That that um, shot, that steroid shot will stop your body's own ability to put healing stem cells in there. Yeah, you, we all have stem cells rolling through our body. As we get older, it's less and less. And we so why would you want to turn off your body's healing capability just to get out of pain when there are other oper- there are uh, what, many other things out there that you can inject into that tissue into that joint that can reduce or stop the pain and not have any degradative degradative effects to that tissue things like ozone things like prolozone things like uh serapin i mean there are there are natural herbal you know, tremel, zeal, there's all these natural anti-inflammatories, BPC, which is a peptide, BPC-157. There's so many things out there nowadays that can reduce pain, if not get you out of pain, and not break down the tissue. And ultimately, will even potentially help the tissue. So why would you, again, why would you, if you know about these things, why would you go down that road? Because ultimately, all you're doing is setting yourself up for a replacement, you know, and now they have, you know, not now. I mean, it's been out for a long time. I mean, they're, they're putting the hyaluronic acid in there, which is great. I mean, the Suparts and all these other different types of drugs that they're putting in there, these actually help to give you a little bit of cushion, but they don't fix the problem. They don't create any healing. It's basically you're air putting air into a tire that already has a hole in it. And you're just going to, you're just going to end up with more problems down the road because you're not fixing your problems. You're just putting a little bit of cushion in there while, while it uh, wears out. So because that doesn't have any regenerative effects whatsoever, I mean, you're basically, again, you're just, you're just throwing a little bit of cushion in there, hoping for the best. Again, with the science that's out there, the peptides, the, the uh, prolozones, the, the stem cells, that PRP, the growth factors, all the things, you know, all this amniotic, uh, these amniotic products that are out there and don't just go with like an amniotic fluid because again, that's so old school. You want, you want the matrix from the tissue in there. And now they have acellular matrices out there with reduce, you know, where there's basically way less pain than what there was. So, you know, everybody's worried about, not everybody, a lot of people are worried about the money and I get it, but the, you know, most of these places now will even finance it. I know what we do. And so, if you can get a regenerative effect, get a healthier way to treat something, why would you not give that a shot? If it doesn't, if it isn't going to change the biomechanics, can be very low uh, risk to you, you know, health wise. Give it a shot. Give it a shot because ultimately, what I like, I said what what I saw just this past week. I mean, I've talked to doctors, I've talked to patients, and they would say, "Well, let me I'll ask my doctor." One doctor came back and or one patient says that, well, my doctor says it's voodoo. And it just makes me laugh because there's a doctor that's that's 
pretty much from what I understand, he's better than this guy. According, you know, everybody's got the the best of the best, right? I don't know how many bests there can be, but ultimately this other orthopod says he's going to reduce surgeries by 60, 70, 80% because of regenerative medicine. Yet the guy across the river, he says, this is voodoo. So ultimately understand where people, where their motivations come from. And again, I'm motivated as well. If you don't like me, you don't want to listen to me, that's fine. But go find somebody that you trust that can do these procedures on you and that can give you great results. Someone that's not only going to put the put the stuff in that joint, whether it's your shoulder, but it's also going to help you rehab that joint. It's going to help you learn how to move that joint. It's going to help you, again, when you put that in there to help that regenerative medicine product, whatever it may be, get the best possible results you possibly can. I mean, whether that's physical therapy, whether that's specific rehab, whether that's decompression, again, that's those are all things that may be possible. Maybe it's laser. Maybe it's partnering with other type of regenerative medicine therapies like PRP or ozone or prolotherapy or things like that. But again, and the reason I say all these is because I've seen it happen. I've seen it work. I've seen, I've been traveling for the last six months and studying for the last two years in the regenerative medicine world. And the guys that are doing it right are doing way more, in my opinion, than just, you know, inject and pray. Now they're injecting, they're doing, they have protocols, they have, there's so many phenomenal things out there that you can partner with regenerative medicine to get better results than what we could do a couple years back. So don't take everything as gospel when you talk to anybody, including myself, do your own research. If you have questions, shoot me an email, shoot me a text, shoot me a Facebook message. I'm happy to give you my opinion on it. Again, from what I've seen and what I've seen work and what I'm seeing work more and more and giving better efficacy on these regenerative medicine protocols. So uh, God bless you all. Um, Even if it's just, if you're a thousand miles away and you say, hey, can you take a look at my x-ray or my MRI? Be happy to. Again, I'm not the end all be all on everything, but I'll, I'll look at it for you and give you what I think I would do in that circumstance. So I hope you all are having an awesome day. Please, please, please send this message out. You wouldn't believe how many joints are being replaced every single day, how many meniscus are getting repaired for no good reason, how many shoulder surgeries are happening, how many rotator cuff tears are being treated, how many labral injuries are being treated, how many disc injuries are being cut on, how many spines are being operated on when they don't necessarily need to all the time. It is not, you know, you are going at the – you are getting the recommendations potentially of someone who doesn't know everything they may need to know to give you the best results and maybe avoid surgery. Maybe they do. I don't know. But uh, God bless you all. Just open your mind. Do the research. Send this to your friends and family no matter where they're at because this could ultimately save their life. This could save their joints. This could, again, I'm seeing it every day. So God bless you all. Have a fantastic day. And please share this with everyone you love and know. Take care. This episode of the Infinite Living Project has ended, but be sure to subscribe to hear the latest and greatest health and wellness information on the face of the earth. And please don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you and your family the best health content available. And one last request, please, if you know other people out there that are eager to learn and eager to hear just great quality health information, please share this podcast with the people that you love and care about. God bless and have a great day.
the products and services and the claims made about specific products and services on or through the site have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. The information provided on this podcast, a website, or any other media of Dr. Ryan Cleland is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional or any information contained on or in any product label or packaging. You should not use this information on this podcast or any other media of Dr. Ryan Cleland for diagnosis or treatment or any health problem or for prescription or any medication or other treatment. You should consult with a healthcare professional before starting any diet, exercise, or supplementation program, before taking any medication, or if you have or suspect you may have a health problem. Statements regarding dietary supplements, lab testing, medications, and or medical procedures have not been evaluated by the FDA and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or health condition.